Black with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And good morning. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic hosted by John White from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome back, John. Good morning. Beautiful Saturday morning here. Do you like the cold? Uh, pass. <laughs> As a guy from, you hail from New Zealand, I believe? Yeah, and Scotland. So Scotland is colder and wetter than this. But uh, I, Wisconsin still got it for cold, though. Like, oh, yeah. the cold award. Yeah, actually, yeah. today's, I mean, you know, if we get up to 55 and it stays sunny and crisp, kind of a nice fall day. Yeah, I, I spent last night moving all the mum flowers in and all the pumpkins in so oh, yeah. it won't freeze. So, yeah. Uh, now you, I have to haul it all back out again. That's <laughs> That was like the first frost of the year, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. We have back on the show, welcome back, Mike Smith joins us, our president of, of CPS Horizon Financial. Good to see you again, Mike. Good to see you too. Welcome back. Uh, we got a lot to talk about general insurance strategies. We're going to talk long-term care, life insurance, uh, some tax law changes coming up. But in general, if you've got a question along the way, John, also pertaining to you, any retirement question is welcome. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's uh, never a bad time to talk about retirement. There's a lot going on out there. It just is so dynamic. New laws, new changes. Um very humbling to try and keep up with it all. <laughs> I don't know how you do keep up with it all, which is why this show is here, right? Absolutely. Same thing with you, Mike, right? Every year there's probably new laws that affect different strategies and how you go about insuring. Absolutely. Um, my area of expertise is life insurance, disability, long-term care. Um, and every year there seems to be some kind of a rule change or a law change that just kind of it doesn't necessarily turn the world upside down insurance-wise, but it's like, okay, now this strategy, we have to shift to this strategy instead. And and that's one of the reasons why we often tell people every four years or so, just take a look at your insurance, review it, and make sure it's still working the way it should. I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, there's an event coming up that we're going to promote today as well on the show, and we'll get those details out. Jay Weber is involved with it, uh, the morning show host here at WISN, um, and you know what? Let's plug that now. And then later in the show, John, we'll, we'll remind people of those details. Tell us about what's going on. Right. So Thursday, November 3rd, Thursday, November 3rd, um, Jay Weber is going to be the MC for our seminar, you know, more or less targeting at, at new new clients prospects um, and just really talking about um, you know how is today's economy going to impact your financial plan um, it's been a very volatile year um, you know inflation Russia Ukrainian conflict China's zero COVID policy and on and on it goes elections are a month away yep, yep. we got rising interest rates there's so much going on how does this affect your plan um, and very important to have someone look at your plan make sure that it's being stress tested and that's what we do. We stress test the plans, make sure that it's going to hold water. Um, people, when they retire, the longest time horizon ahead of them, we want to stress test the first two years to make sure that it's going to work. Uh, well said. And as you were talking, producer Spencer chimed in really loudly, gas prices. <laughs> yeah, as you right. put a lot of miles on Spencer, I do too, you know, probably thirty to 35000 a year. Gas at, if I put premium in my car, which I'm supposed to, Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about five bucks a gallon. That adds up. Well, are you ready to retire? What you may thought you were all set, but a year ago, two years ago, maybe things have changed, John. That's right. You know, if inflation is running at 8% and you do some very crude math, you work up 
that things will double in price in about seven to eight years, roughly. Um, you know, inflation historically since 1930 has run about 3%. So I like to look at a longer range of data. But uh, at the end of the day, we've got high inflation right now and it's definitely going to affect the midterm elections. Speaking of which, I just saw a slide the other day that was very interesting. So following a midterm election cycle, the market has an average return of 15% on the following year. So that's encouraging, right? We've got to have some good news. Following midterms, following on midterm average, elections. it goes up 15? That's right. So if we're down right now, and you know, there's a lot that needs to get fixed in this world, right? Of course. But if we just follow the, the averages that we've seen in the past, it looks like we could see a positive year next year. Touch wood, right? Yeah. But, um, we all, but we always react to in the moment. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and we, we forget about history. We should learn from history. Yeah. Everything ebbs and flows. Last hour, Bob, talking about real estate. Things are kind of coming back to where the value of the homes probably were all along. But in summer, we were selling over 50000 asking price. Everything changes. Real estate market, stock market. By the way, this event you're talking about is free. It's a free in-person event. However, registration is required as seats are going to be limited. Jay Weber's the... He's a hot commodity, yeah. right? Big time talk show host. He will be there uh, as an MC. So you register at thekowalway.com or any social media website. By the way, they're all on thekowalway.com. So just remember that website, thekowalway.com. All right. I think it's time to start talking to Mike Smith and talking about insurance. Now, Mike, you don't mind questions along the way, right? Sure. <laughs> There's was lots a, of them. Was that a question? <laughs> if a listener has a question and it's insurance related or retirement related, uh, you can join us in the conversation. We're, we're on until 11 a.m. today, and that Akinek Mortgage Line, it's open. The number is 799 1130. Right. And, uh, you know, I should, I should mention, where is this actually happening? <laughs> this this oh, we didn't hit that, that did we? You know, that could be kind of important yeah. to mention. It's going to be at the Milwaukee Marriott West Hotel from 530 to 7 p.m. Uh, again, Thursday, November 3rd. Perfect. So we'd love to see you there. And we'll mention it before the show's over. And that's a nice location. It's right off the freeway, mm-hmm. just just a little bit west of in Waukesha. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. And November 3rd is the date you marked down. So where do we start with insurance talk? Oh my gosh, where do we start? You know, Mike and I just did a seminar last week. We're discussing long-term care. Um, We had about 30 people show up. It's a very difficult thing to talk about, right? It's not something that everyone goes, hey, let's gather around and talk about long-term care insurance. Um, But Mike did a great job presenting to our clients. I like to use Mike a lot for my long-term care cases and annuity cases, or you know, maybe we're looking at life insurance. I always run things past Mike. He's very good at what he does, very professional. Um, I love that he's very consultative with clients. He educates them first, which I think is huge. And I take that slant with my own advising. I, I like to come at it from an educational vantage point. So we have so many things to talk about. I mean, I think maybe we should touch on long-term care to begin with, and yeah. then, we'll, then we'll take some different tacks. Yeah, kind of, and it ties into retirement planning, right, in a way. I should mention your company, as we mentioned, your president, CPS Horizon Financial, an insurance brokerage firm located, Mike, where? I'm in Hales Corners, right on Highway 100 in Hales Corners. Got it. Okay. And we'll mention how to get in touch with Mike off the air uh, throughout the program. As we start a long-term care Discussion. I'm going to just venture to say most of us don't have long-term care coverage. Uh, I would defer to Mike on that, but I believe that's the case. <laughs> when I say most, I just mean over 50% of Americans. Am I right, Mike? Oh, well, way above that. Don't have long-term care insurance. And one of the things that I talked about during the seminar we had last week was whether you get long-term care insurance or not, have a plan in place. Have that discussion with your significant other and your family and saying if 
something happens to me, the unexpected happens to me, or the expected. I'm, you know, what's my plan for care? Am I going to be needing care at home, assisted living, or a nursing home? And who's going to provide that care? And having those discussions while you're healthy enough to do so is incredibly important because it's far too often when the unexpected happens and there was no planning done whatsoever and everybody scrambles, tremendous amount of stress, uh, family infighting happens, it's, it gets crazy. Uh, that is a bad... And your emotions are at a peak at that time. You plan ahead, you get it done with, like anything in life, when you get that done... Uh, I don't care what it is. Maybe it's your trust, your will. We're going to talk about that later in the show, I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gives you a peace of mind, doesn't it, Mike? Oh, absolutely. And just having that roadmap understood by your significant other and your kids and our other family members, what's going to happen if I need care? If that stroke happens and I can no longer communicate or I can no longer physically get around and things, how am I receiving care? Where am I receiving care? And how's this stuff being paid for? And maybe you've got enough assets to pay for that yourself. But that's where you need to work with your professionals like the Colwells and have them stress test your portfolio. John was just talking about stress tests, and he talked about trying to stress test it the first couple of years to make sure it's going to work. But also there's a stress test that can be done to say, okay, what happens if at the age of 80 I all of a sudden need care? The average time that someone needs long-term care services is about four and a half years. And if it's at home, health care costs about $5,000 a month in today's dollars. And a nursing home is about ten dollars to $11,000 a month right now in today's yeah, dollars. Yeah, factor in 40 years from now. Can you imagine what it's going to be? Absolutely. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. But even if you're 60 years old right now and you fast forward 20 years, it's still going to be a huge chunk. And that's where you want to say, okay, if it's going to cost this much, do I have enough assets? Do I have enough income to pay for that care myself? That's where a stress test can help. And you get that stress test done. If the, the, the stress test says, well, okay, based upon this, at the age of 80, we got to pull out 400000 uh, uh, 100000 a year for four years, Where does and then I pass away. Where does that leave my assets? Where does that leave the income for my spouse or my family? And if it looks like that's in peril, maybe some kind of a form of long-term care insurance makes some sense. Yeah, some people say, well, can I, can I afford to do this? You might want to turn that question around. Can I afford not to do it, right? Uh, the first caller is Adam from Pewaukee, who has a long-term care question. Adam, good morning. You're on WISN's Retirement Clinic. Good morning. Good morning, Adam. Go ahead. Yeah, so my question was just, uh, my wife and I, we've, we've kind of seen the impact of long-term care with our grandparents and, and kind of what it's done to our parents on one side. And so we're actually starting to think about purchasing long-term care for our my parents. And I've done some research on it, and everything I'm seeing is like a lot of insurance companies are actually getting out of the long-term care insurance business, and rates seem to be going up, and I'm just wondering, are there any companies that like would be recommended, anything that we should be looking for to make sure we don't buy a a policy from a company that's going to bail out? That's a great question here, and I don't know if it's a matter of, of company bailing out. Yes, there are companies that were in the long-term care marketplace and have gotten out, but all of those policies have been taken over by either another company or the company is still honoring those long-term care insurance policies. So I haven't seen a company that's just gone poof and all those policies holders are just left with nothing. Everybody still has something. 
Um, but as far as trying to figure out what's in your client's, in your parents' best interest, um, there's several different ways you can get a form of long-term care insurance. There's traditional long-term care insurance, which is going to give you the best bang for your buck, meaning the most amount of potential benefit for the least amount of premium. Um, and you talked about rate increases before. Um, that is true. A lot of companies and maybe a lot of listeners here have who have long-term care insurance have seen their long-term care insurance premiums go up. And the insurance companies have the right to do that. They are especially going up for policies that were purchased prior to 2012. Since 2012, I have not seen any companies raise premiums on existing policyholders. So traditional long-term care insurance, the premiums are supposed to stay level. Because of some price mis miscalculations back in the 90s and 2000s, that's why you saw rate increases on older policies. But the companies feel very, very confident they're not going to have any rate increases on policies that have been purchased after 2012 or 13. Adam, I noticed how you started the, your, your conversation. You've been kind of, you know, a flag popped up, a red flag after seeing somebody in your family, right? Uh, maybe that's yeah, it, sometimes it's what my, it takes. Uh, grandparents, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if you've got questions off the air, we're going to, in fact, let's do that right now. Mike, how, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, they can reach me on the phone. It was 414-427-8660. I'll say it one more time, 414-427-8660. Or you can send me an email, which is mike at cpshorizon.com. That's companies, products, service, Horizon.com. Mike Smith is our guest, president at CPS Horizon Financial in Hales Corners, you said. And Adam, that's a very good question. Thank you for your call. John, that's what we're talking about. You know, here's somebody that saw somebody in his family and thought maybe we should do this. Yeah, you know, Mike made a good point. 1990s, 1980s, you know, when, when Congress was like, hey, people are getting older and living longer than what our grandparents used to. And now we need to pay for all this long-term care insurance. That's why, of course, Medicaid's around to help pick up that tab. But they're starting to realize, hey, the actuary's got it wrong. <laughs> and that's why you're seeing all these rate increases. And that's where you get the myths, right? Like, they're not myths, but more like bad misinformation because it's like, hey, I don't want to buy long-term care insurance. My premiums are just going to go up. No, not anymore. They do go up for the older policies, but like Mike is saying, the actuaries have come back to the drawing board and done a better job of underwriting it. And so, you know, it, again, though, I can understand his concern because, yes, the, the rates were going up for the older policies, but different look now. And I completely commend him for doing exactly what I talked about at the beginning of the call or the beginning of the session, is he's having the conversation. He and his family are having the conversation. Whether they get long-term care insurance or not, you know, who knows, but, and I'm happy to help them out if they want to. But the aspect here is they're having a conversation about what's the plan. We see what's happening to grandma and grandpa. We don't want it to happen to a mom and dad. Let's have a family discussion and figure this stuff out. Well, we know we need car insurance. Everybody that has a home has homeowner's insurance. There's even pet insurance, right? Long-term care insurance isn't brought up every day at the breakfast table, like John said, for whatever reason. Maybe it should be. Yeah, and it's not just the dollars and cents, right? Of course, that's very important. But I think, and, and Mike mentioned this in our seminar, the impact on your family, the relationships, the stress, the amount of work that's involved with taking care of someone, if you don't have a professional caregiver coming in to do the work for you, your, your impact, your lifestyle is going to be massively impacted by someone that needs care. And, you know, uh, <laughs> now, now I'm, on, I'm pushing the envelope a little bit here with some sexist remarks. But guys, oh, thanks for laying that out there. Guys are like, get ready with the dump buttons, Spencer. 
the guys are like, I don't need long-term care insurance. You know, I'll just, I'll just off myself. And then the response is, well, if you have Alzheimer's, well, you remember where the bullets are. You know, yeah, I've you heard, know I have you know, heard that one before. It's, a, it's not a good response to the topic of long-term care. Be more constructive with it, right? We know no one wants to go through this. But people think, okay, long-term care is flat on my back in a nursing home, unable to do anything. Yeah. And that's not the reality. The yeah, reality being a tough is, guy. Face, facing yeah. your own mortality is tough, Mike. I mean, it's... The fact is, we're all going to die, right? right. We, we, yes, we basically that happens almost every time. Yes, <laughs> we don't know how, we don't know when. Uh, we are living longer as Americans, right? I, I do know that, and that plays into the retirement clinic. We are retired for more years than ever mm-hmm. before. People are retiring early, maybe not so much in the last year or two, John, but in general, right? So you're seeing all of that come into play. Now you add into the mix, Mike, the baby boomers, right? They're getting up there in years, aren't they? Absolutely. That's a big generation. And as medical technology has advanced, the things that used to cause people to pass away earlier now allow, allow us to live longer, but now we've got impairments. So we've got different ailments and different things happening to us. And, and that's what causes the need for long-term care. Most of the time, long-term care services start at home. And uh, so it's me being able to stay at home and receive services at home, whether it's a spouse doing it or ideally a professional. And that so that takes the stress off that spouse or that is, is those that kids. Like medications, the person's you know not sure what meds to take or how many, or is it other stuff? Is it what can be done in the home? And is that hospice care? Is that something different? That's something different, but um, you know, there's so many different services that are available that are you know between Meals and Wheels or visiting mm-hmm. nurses or uh, all those type of programs that even, can help. Even are you willing to? can you bathe at home and take care of yourself? Right. So this is maybe a good time to say, how do you even qualify for a long-term care insurance claim? So if you've you've happened to have a long-term care insurance policy, how do you qualify for a claim? So anybody out there who's got a policy already, this is good review. If you have a cognitive impairment, if your doctor says you have a cognitive impairment, such as Alzheimer's or dementia, and you're no longer safe by yourself, that's one way you can have a claim, file a claim with your long-term care insurance company. The other is if you can't perform two of the activities of daily living without somebody helping you. And that's going to be a lot of the things you did already just getting up this morning. So uh, getting transferring, getting out of bed or out of a chair, going to the bathroom, you're relieving yourself, taking a bath or a shower, you need help with that. Getting dressed, you need help with that. Yeah. Uh, eating, if you need somebody, you need help eating. And the last one is, is continence issues, bladder control. If you don't have the ability to do those, that's what you can file a claim for your long-term care insurance on. And, and still, hopefully, in many cases, stay living at your home. Absolutely. That's the goal. And that's what we want, right? Most of us want to stay at home if we can. Yes. Ideally, the, the goal is if you can stay at home, stay at home, but have someone come in to help care for you so your family can care about you and not for you. That's, that's well put. And then it probably keeps the family in a better mood, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just think about that. You got somebody, you know, you can still go over and visit, but you don't have to do all those things. Right. So, boy, a lot to talk about. We'll take our first break. We'll come back. And again, John White, I think the boss segment today, I'm being told, is going to be done by you guys, not Aaron Kowal. Uh, Mike Smith is pretty much, I mean, as we talk about this, the boss segment, Mike, is business owners, savings, and security. I'm familiar. You're very familiar with it. So I think that's going to fall into your lap today. We'll talk about that when we come back and continue talking about insurance strategies, long-term care. Uh, We're going to get into life insurance, Mike, right? Probably the next segment, yeah. And some tax law changes. 
later in the hour, the trust and estate planning. What about that up north cabin? Maybe the family owns it. Uh, how does that all work out? And of course, retirement related questions are always welcome. And we got the text line open. We've got the phone lines open. It's the Acunet number. That is 414-799-1130. With John White, your host from the Cowal Investment Group, The Retirement Specialist. I'm Paul Cronforst, and we'll be right back on News Talk 1130 WISN. The can't-miss music event of the year is coming. Those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Yeah, this is normally where Aaron Kowal comes in, business owners, savings, and security. And we talk about business owners many times. John White, just by way of background, business owners look at their business as, hey, this is my retirement plan. I got my whole life savings tied up in my business. Is that going to be enough? What if your business is sold and it's not enough to retire? And there's a lot to factor in. Well, we're switching things up for the boss segment today. Yeah, you know, I've got I've got Mike Smith here, and he's a subject matter expert. And with that, he's going to be the boss of the boss segment and talk about some oh. things that apply to good old business owners out there. All right, Mike, the floor is yours. So obviously with me being an insurance expert, we'll talk a little bit about insurance for business owners and things too. And one of the most important things that a business owner can do is get an idea what the value of their business is. And I'm not talking about evaluation, I'm talking about the evaluation. And to get a good idea of what your business is worth, and then how do you want to pass it on? Are you going to pass it to the family? Are you going to sell it outside the family? But getting a, a business valuation that is incredibly important. And uh, there are services out there that can do it for l- very little cost or even free. Um, a business valuation can not typically done by the, the household accountant or something along those lines. It can get you close, but uh, really if you need to have a, a, a professional with a designation that has allows you to do a business valuation, and those can get pretty pricey. So if you just want to say, hey, every couple of years I want to get a snapshot of what my business looks like or what my valuation is, um, the COWAL team can certainly help with that and some of the resources they have and, and some of the insurance aspects of that. And then from there, it's a matter of also making sure there's a, a, a buy-sell agreement in place. And what's the plan? Should a couple of business owners have some kind of uh, plan in place as far as if I get hit by a bus or can't work anymore, how is my business going to get passed to my partner? And what are the agree- what's the agreement on that? A lot of people have buy-sell agreements, but it has not been funded or it hasn't been looked at in many, many years. So the encouragement would be to say, take a look at that buy-sell agreement, make sure it's current, and if it's not, Get it up to date. Work with the attorney and a financial planner and insurance advisor to get it up to date and then make sure it's funded. Uh, that's all great advice. John White, your thoughts on that. And what I said at the beginning, do some business owners get so locked in in their business that they kind of, that retirement plan, that, that'll come someday down the road? Yeah, they're they're busy working in their jobs, uh, you know, owning the business, running the business, and that that it, you know, you need to take some time out from that and think strategically but the trouble with thinking strategically and having plans in place is it does take a little bit of time. But, you know, as Benjamin Franklin once said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? Benjamin Franklin had a lot of great quotes. Yeah, that's one of my favorites, right? Just 
just take a little bit of time out, get some strategies going because, you know, that's insurance, right? The nature of it is, does everyone enjoy paying their premiums? Uh, I would beg that the answer is no. But, you know, are they going to regret having a payout from the insurance company if the worst happens? I'd imagine no one's going to go, oh, no, 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 I don't want that $1 million life insurance check. No, thank you. I don't want that. I mean, come on, right? So, you know, do some planning, get it done, and then just then it's weeding maintenance, you know, weeding the garden, making sure that everything is up to date because your your business is going to all hopefully increase in value, which means you're going to have to increase that's the amount right. of your buy-sell agreement. Yeah, that's right. Much like a home would, right? right. You buy it and you expect it. Um, I, I like your thoughts on that. I like the weeding the garden maintenance mm-hmm. thing. And I, I like what he said about paying an insurance premium. Mike, none of us like paying a premium for anything, car insurance, life insurance, but we know we have to, right? We know we need to be insured. God forbid something bad happens. And that's where the key is, is having that plan in place. Earlier this year, I lost a friend of mine who was a business owner. And uh, none of her coworkers or none of the other owners knew that she was as ill as she was. And then so they were, when she passed, everybody was taken off guard. And the business and the other owners were just completely freaking out and I'm all assuming this. assuming a, a younger age, 40s, 50s? Uh, actually, 60. Okay. And, uh, but kept the illness hidden. And, but I knew about the in, illness. And years ago, we had done proper planning. So I get the call from one of the, uh, I get a call from the CFO and he said, are you sitting down? So-and-so passed. I said, I know all about it. And uh, I said, she has insurance and we'll get together soon and go through everything. And, and I, I, you know, help deliver checks that were a little over four or $5 million. And that business is able to move on and survive, you know, that's, shock. That's a life-changing thing. Absolutely. A, a, it's horrible that she passed, right? Absolutely. But if she didn't have the, the proper plan in place, the business would have just kind of poof been gone. It could have been very much in peril, yes. Wow. And and you knew about it, but obviously she wanted privacy. Those are the kind of stories that happen every day in, in this country, right? Yep, exactly. To business owners and quite frankly, all of us. And we never know when our day is up. We don't know. Right, exactly. We're not, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. I hear that all the time. John, it's true. You know, insurance, when you think about the word insurance, I'm reminded of that movie Groundhog Day, where the guy's walking down the street and the guy comes up to Ned Ryerson. Yeah, and he says, but you like a single premium life insurance policy. God, that's <laughs> like a good one movie. Big, right? And it's just like, ugh. That's know, right. You know. Every day where Bill Murray took, he just drove the car off the cliff at the end. Then he right. just do outrageous stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it got to be absurd at the end, but that was the whole point of the movie, right? Because right. he knew he could. Right. I think we need to change the word insurance to something like risk mitigation or something like yeah. that. Like well, that something, sounds too lawyery. Right. Right. Well, so we got to find another word because people do think certain things that come up in their mind when they hear the word insurance. I agree. Um, and it's unfortunate because it's a huge part of a financial plan. Well, Mike, what they're thinking is, can I afford it? Right. Long-term care. Probably that when we took that call, most people are thinking, I don't know if I can afford that premium. Can you afford not to is my response. That, yeah, but also it's a matter of, you know, having something is better than nothing. Even if long-term care insurance and even life insurance can be extremely affordable, it depends upon what you're doing, the plan design. You know, and there's, you know, like the Groundhog Day, the, that Ned Ryerson was always trying to oversell and push, push, push. It's like, no, it's what does the guy actually need? And, and that's what's the most important thing is figure out what you need first. Work with a trusted advisor that can say, okay, yes, you, you saw this commercial or you saw this movie or something. It, it, it could work, but not necessarily in your case. I can't so, believe you remembered Ned's name. He's got have, the trench coat, right? Yeah, I've got the, I've got the really weird memory for some obscure trivia. <laughs> oh, that's 
that's a, that's such a good movie. Now I want to watch it again. So let's get on to life insurance a little bit and just talk about what's out there. Most of us, here's where it's the opposite. I think most of us do have life insurance. Uh, I think a lot of people have life insurance. You might have it just through your employer. Your employer will typically maybe cover 50% of, or I'm sorry, $50,000 is typically what a group plan will be. It's a matter of do you need more insurance than just that. And if you've got a young family, oh, definitely, you got to have some more more than that. Or there's a major life change, you know, you got a mortgage or you got married or or maybe you're an empty nester now. Now you can say, do I need this much insurance? I don't need as much as I used to anymore because the kids are out of the house and all that. Yeah, I've often heard that when you're 75, 80, your home is paid for, you're retired, do you even need life insurance? And the answer to that is maybe. Yeah. Because it all depends upon what your individual individual circumstances And what is. your savings are. And what, not only what your savings are, but what's the plan here. And uh, I'll, I'll defer to John in a second to talk about the SECURE Act. There was a tax law that went live a couple of years ago called the SECURE Act, which really has upended retirement planning. And now insurance could be a very viable solution. So, John, why don't you talk about the SECURE Act for a second? Yeah, it was um, December 2019, just before Christmas. And I guess got to remind the listeners, remember before Christmas, that's when all the nasty laws get passed. Right, because everyone's asleep and gone off for the holidays, and no yeah. one's thinking. And then all these nasty laws go through. Because this is one of them. We're not I'm, paying attention. Right, I'm not a fan of this one. Um, but basically, the Secure Act, the carrot was, hey everyone, now your RMDs are at 72 years old. Isn't that great? You get to push it off by a year and a half. And I think I got right? this right. It was 70 and a half. Correct. It was 70 and a half. Now it's 72. So everyone's like, yeah, you know, I get to defer taking from my IRAs for a year and a half. That's great. Okay. Well, here's the stick. Um, if anyone that is a non-eligible beneficiary inherits this IRA, they can no longer stretch the payments of those IRAs over their lifetime, which could last decades and decades and decades. Now you have to empty that IRA account out in 10 years. Now, let's let's give an example, right? Let's say someone passes away 85 and they give their, inherit their IRA to their 45-year-old son. Um, at 45 years old, they might be getting close to peak earnings. So let's say by 55, time's up. They've got to empty the IRA account out. Now, they can do it in sequential draws each year. Uh, but come age 55, that 45-year-old inheritor has to empty out that IRA. And guess what? All of it's taxable. And that's a huge tax bill on top of their ordinary income that they're getting from their job. So this is where now life insurance can become particularly useful um, because now... Now, of course, this 80-year-old that, that passed away, they could have used the required distributions from their IRA when they were alive to pay for the premiums for a life insurance policy that when they die pays a death benefit tax-free to the son. And now the son can take care of the tax bill with this tax-free money. And in the meantime, let it grow. Get some growth on that money, too. That's right. So, is, that, is that the biggest takeaway from the SECURE Act? Um Basically, I always think about it this way. The Secure Act was the government hitting fast forward on tax receipts. Hey, we don't want these people stretching out these RMDs over their lifetime. It's going to take us years to get this tax money in. Let's hit fast forward and get it within 10 years. Now, there are exceptions, right? If you're a spouse, you don't have to worry about this. You can stretch it out over your lifetime. If you're uh, a sibling, typically, and you're within 10 years of the person passing in age, you can avoid that. If you're chronically ill, if you're a minor child, um, those are exceptions to that rule. Otherwise, for everyone else, typically children, you have 10 years to take this money out. It's a real nasty law, and it got passed around Christmas time when no one's looking. Hmm. And it was just, I, I'm not a big fan of it at all, but it does present planning opportunities for insurance for sure. And that's one of the things that people don't realize is when this was being pitched, it was supposed to be considered a tax on the rich. 
You know, only the people who have all this huge dollars in IRAs, this is a fact. The millionaires and billionaires, that's not true. This is hitting Main Street USA all the time. If you're going to inherit mom or dad's IRA, you're now going to have to pay tax on that. Um, instead of being able to stretch it over the time, that stretch over, you know, take, pay the tax over a shorter period of time. It used to be you can stretch it out for decades, and that's that's gone. So if anybody's got an IRA trust, this is where that's uh, those, that trust is basically worthless now. So if you get an IRA trust, get back to your attorney and your state planning team and say, look, is this even viable anymore? Because the Secure Act basically has made IRA trust worthless. With regard to life insurance, how often do we need to? Now, there's term insurance, right? There's mm-hmm. whole. There's different types depending. Uh, this is where you need to have a conversation with your insurance agent. Right? Absolutely. Correct. Uh, uh, but. You got to blow the dust off it every now and then, and make, you know, are we up to speed here? What's our age? Where are we headed? There's a lot of lot goes into this conversation. There's a lot that goes into it, but if you've got a good advisor that can do a nice job explaining this, it's it's not that difficult. Yeah. It really isn't. It's you know, people over analyze sometimes and analysis by paralysis by analysis and it really doesn't have to be that difficult there's enough information on the internet and then you find a trusted advisor that can explain this stuff to you and 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 help you figure out what the proper amount of insurance is for the proper length of time and the proper type that's all key we uh so here at iheart the i believe the life insurance policy is it's half your annual salary which is Depends on how much you make, obviously. So fifteen thousand for most people. Yes, about fifteen thousand would be right for a radio salary. <laughs> can I can I add that Mike and I went to the same school, UW Oshkosh, and you did have a broadcast degree. I did. So you know the industry pretty well, don't you? I know it well enough that I'm not in it anymore. <laughs> there there is the spectrum of those that are way down here. And then there's those spectrum of those that are way up here making a lot of money. Exactly. It's like any industry, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's funny you said that. Uh, but the bottom line, life insurance, um, if you don't know if you've got enough, if you don't have it. For instance, is that enough, what I said, half of the salary? Absolutely not. If I've got two kids at home, mm, I don't care, you know, you, let's just pick a number and make 200 grand a year. Is $100,000 enough? Probably not. I think a rule of thumb for a lot of people, and this is a general rule of thumb, so this gets you in the ballpark and things like that, to have you should, the amount of life insurance you should have is 10 to 15 times your annual salary if you've got somebody who's dependent upon you. Okay. So if you're married and you have kids and mortgages and, and obligations and things, if yeah. you've got 10 to 15 times your annual income, that's a good spot to be for like the amount of life insurance. Think if you have none or just that policy at work and you get in a car accident and you're gone, what you leave your family with? Nothing irritates me more than seeing a GoFundMe page up there to pay fi- uh, final expenses or trying to get the family through bill paying and things like that. GoFundMe is not a form of insurance. No, it's not. But, boy, we're seeing a lot of it now, right, Mike? Yeah. So get your insurance policy. Can be very very inexpensive. Yep, exactly. Uh, it's something that we need to kind of hammer home. We're going to talk more about insurance tax law changes. We're going to talk about that estate planning need too. That cabin up north, a lot of Wisconsinites have that, right? Or maybe maybe it's a place. Maybe it's a condo in Arizona or something. Like exactly. That. Could be anything. Uh, Mike Smith uh, and John White here. We're also going to talk about this event coming up. It's November third. Jay Weber's involved. He's the MC, uh, and it's a free event. We'll tell you more about that when we come back as well. We continue the Retirement Clinic. John White, your host from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist located in Waukesha, world headquarters, I might add. Racine, right off the freeway at Highway 20. Newest location is in Heartland, also in Phoenix, Arizona. And up in Ozaukee County, there's a 
office in Port Washington. More information, thekowalway.com. That's where you register for this event. Or call them, 262-522-4040. The Retirement Clinic on WISN. We'll be right back. The sound you're hearing are prices. All right, the sexy segment about wealth management preservation. And today, I think with a spin on insurance. But doing the sexy segment with your host, John White from the Cobalt Investment Group, is our guest. And that is Mike Smith, president of CPS Horizon Financial, the insurance brokerage firm. They're located in Heartland. Wisconsin. Hartford. No. No, my firm is in Hales Corners. Gosh. I Just screwed up twice. Hales Corners. Yeah, that is not far from here. You're taking this segment today, Mike. Somebody's got to. <laughs> right. Okay, so what's on the docket? Well, um, the sexy segment, I understand, is supposed to be for more of the high net worth individuals. And uh, I'm going to kind of share a tax law change that's going to be happening in 2026. And this is already law. So right now, if you've got a high net worth, you're allowed to pass for estate tax situations, about a little over $12 million per person, so which is a heck of a lot of money. And for a couple, they can pass almost $25 million without a federal estate tax. Well, come to beginning of 2026, that's going to get dropped dramatically. It's going to be just a little under six thousand. I'm sorry, $6 million that a person can now pass without a federal estate tax. And so a couple can pass a little over, right around $12 million. So if you're sitting here with a net worth right now of seven, you know, seven, eight, nine million, you're saying, I don't have any estate tax problems. I'm not going to worry about that. In just three years, that's going to change. And that's going to put a lot of people who thought they had no estate tax bill due. There will be all of a sudden be a, due, a bill being done. So what we're looking at here, what's all of a sudden coming around the pike again, is something called second-to-die life insurance. So if, this is obviously for married couples, and what it happens here is it doesn't pay any death benefit upon the passing of the first person, or the first husband or wife passing, because when the second one passes, that's when all the tax bills are due. And so the life insurance will then pay out with the intent of paying any federal estate taxes that are due, or and also um, state taxes that may state taxes that may do from a particular state. Wisconsin doesn't have that at this point, but other states do. So life insurance proceeds are paid out income tax free, and they bypass probate. Here's tax free money that could be used to pay the big tax bill that's going to be hit. With anybody who's got an estate worth more than, say, five or six million dollars in a few years. Bypassing probate's a big deal. Probate is public record, it's yep. in the courts, and it can be costly. It can take time, too. Absolutely. And here's the, fun, here's the frustrating thing if all of a sudden you've got an, a federal estate tax issue, and part of that money is a good part of your estate is uh, IRA money, qualified money. That actually gets taxed twice because you're going to say not only is that getting hit with the federal estate tax, but now I can't my my next beneficiary, my my children can't inherit that IRA and stretch that out over their lifetime. So the, their their estate is going to get hammered not only with the federal estate taxes, but their IRAs get taxed, and so it's 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 a huge problem that people are not prepared for. I'll be going to a conference in a couple of weeks, and uh, I know a lot of insurance companies are going to be coming out with or already have revamped the second-to-die life insurance policy because they know this is going to be a huge deal in the next two or three years. 
Yeah, I think I read somewhere that the current estate tax thresholds affect about 2% of Americans. Well, you know, come 2026, it's going to affect a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it's... You know, this was a Trump, it was the Tax Cutting Jobs Act that really put this through. But yeah, state tax is going to become front and center again, like they have been in the past. I just got a text that came in on the act, and I text him, Mike, I'll just, I'll just read it and see if you understand what it is and if you can help him. Hey guys, any thoughts on paid up life insurance policies? So a paid up life insurance policy can be one of two things. One, somebody just makes a single premium and it's a completely paid up policy, they're done with it. Um, and that can work very, it can work nicely in many circumstances. But what you're actually doing when you think about it is you're prepaying for many, many years of insurance. You're just paying for it up front. So if you live a long time, that can make a lot of sense. But if you, you pass away shortly after doing that, you know, you've prepaid and kind of overpaid for your life insurance because you went earlier than you thought. The other side of where it could be a paid up policy is maybe you've got some existing life insurance and you're saying, look, I don't need this much anymore. And I don't want to just necessarily drop my coverage, but what if I can take it? What if I can just have a reduced paid up policy? So I've got this $200,000 policy. I don't need $200,000 anymore. How much cash value do I have in there right now? Can I just say, based upon how much cash value in there, can I have a lower amount of insurance? But it's, and that's a very viable option as well. Again, the best thing to do would be talk with your advisor on that and see if that makes some sense. Well, thank you, Mike, for the boss segment today. Thank you for answering that question. I want to leave time in our next segment, the final segment, to remind you about this free event coming up, which is emceed by Jay Weber, WISN's morning show host on November 3rd. We'll give you details with Mike Smith, our guest today from CPS Horizon Financial. Your host is John White from the Kowal Investment Group. Remember, more info. Online, thekowalway.com. Seth, I got a capital idea. Um, well, investment group with the market updates Monday through Friday during the Mark Belling Show, 3 p.m., 5 p.m. News Block. And real quickly, John White, a free event with Jay Weber, November 3rd. Yeah, that's right. November 3rd, Marriott West Hotel from 5.30 till 7.30. Uh, join us. You know, Join us for a good old talk about what's going on with the economy and how it can impact your financial plan. Registration, we cry. again, it's free, but you got to register, thekowalway.com. And finally, we thank Mike Smith, our guest, your company, your president, Mike, CPS Horizon Financial. How do I reach out? Uh, you can reach out via phone, 414-427-8660. Or feel free to email me at mike at cpshorizon.com. Great show, Mike. Thanks for your time today. You're welcome. John White, we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to the Retirement Clinic on WISN, Milwaukee. It's that time of year again. Temperatures are starting to cool.